0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 27th of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on the World Wide Web, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, whether you're on the tram, the omnibus or in your car listening to this, or even taking the dog for a walk, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and read our disclaimer in there. And also, of course, you can look at all the other goodies that we have on our website. Don't forget, the email is not just the only thing that we have to offer. All right, well, we had a far better U.S. session, I have to say. Uh, consumer numbers better, retail numbers for the U.S. better. Uh, a strong spring in its stepped. In the US market, Dow Jones finished up 517 points or 1.61%, 32,637, doing pretty well. NASDAQ up 2.68%, 306 points, 11,741. Just as an aside, the NASDAQ is up 6.4%. Since its 52 week low, we did see some US initial jobless claims down 8,000 to 210, and we saw uh, both Dollar Tree, uh, D- Dollar General, and Macy's also doing well last night on the back of their numbers. U- US retailers really showing uh, that the US consumer maybe is not dead at all, he maybe is just pining for the fields. The SP 500 in this environment was up just under two percent. 79 points to 4,058. So in the middle for Diddle as usual. We had the VIX index coming off a measly one point. So not huge amounts of uh, selling of those uh, hedges in the CBOE options market. But uh, 3.07% down uh, in percentage terms for that one point drop to 28 for the VIX index. Spy Futures showing a gain of 69 points. So a bit of cheering going on, just under 1%, 71.76. In commodities, U.S. consumer, pretty strong. We are in the U.S. driving season as well. Uh, That officially kicks off this weekend. I think it's Memorial Day holiday this weekend. And interestingly as well, this morning I was watching CNBC, as is my want, and they had a weather forecaster on there that was talking about the upcoming U.S. hurricane season, which could be quite a big one for the U.S. and any disruptions, of course, in the Gulf of Mexico, etc., due to hurricanes, could push the oil price even higher. And we do have the Chinese really out of the market at the moment in terms of growth. So uh, it's surprising that the Brent crude price was up nearly 3%, $3 $3.37 to $117.40. Oil, WTI, up $3.76, 3.41%. Uh, $114.09. Gold, upper James Bond, 007, uh, 1847 But the iron ore price slipping a little bit. Uh, still seems to be some um, divergence, I guess, in Chinese authorities at the moment. You've got uh, President Xi uh, talking about uh, their war on Corona and zero tolerance. And at the same time, you've got the Premier uh Li uh, Li Keqiang talking about stimulating the economy because their unemployment rate is now at six percent, which is uh, pretty close to a record high. So not so good there for the Chinese at the moment. In other commodities, last night we also saw uh, copper up 0.06 per cent, nickel up 1.4 per cent, aluminium up point uh, sorry aluminium down point four, zinc down point three, lead up 1.6 and Tun down 1.6 looking at uh, our mining stocks overseas we have BHP down 0.41 Rio up 0.33 Freeport Mac at up 1.74 Alcar up 3.1 Tech down 0.2 Anglo up 1.4 Glencore down 0.3 Vale up 0.74 and Mile a big big jump for Mile bodes well for some of our lithium stocks I suspect today up 7.5 last night, so uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. The Aussie dollar, 70.94, just dipping below that 71 cent level. Here you got the S&P 500. As you can see, it was boom time from the open. One would like to say that the bottom is in and that maybe we have seen uh, the the bottom in the US market. And certainly the narrative has been shifting substantially from uh, the fight against inflation And the big rises that we're going to see from the Fed to the fears of a recession and a slowing of the U.S. economy, giving rise to, can you believe it, rate cuts further down the track to stimulate the U.S. economy. So short, sharp dose of medicine and then uh, maybe some uh, sweetness down the track, as they say, a spoonful of sugar helps that medicine go down. Thank you, Mary Poppins, for that one. Okay, major stories last night. We have uh, retail earnings. That really was the big kicker last night. Risk on session. It does appear that the American consumer is not yet dead. Those Walmart and Target numbers may have not been uh, consistent across the board. Although gap numbers out after hours and they weren't particularly nice. Uh, Tightening financial conditions, declining markets and falling inflation expectations. Signals Fed's inflation fight is working. And the Bank of Korea yesterday raised its policy rate 25 basis points to 1.75. And Russia has... Why would we bother? Russia cuts rates again as the ruble rise eases inflationary woes. That is such a fixed market at the moment. But anyway, retail investors are buying shares at a similar pace to 2021's meme stock frenzy, according to one analyst. And global stocks set for a partial lackluster and even recovery. According to the latest poll, Shanghai Communist Party chief promises city lockdowns will end next week, according to the script. And top U.S. trade official says review of China tariffs will likely take months. Of course, these were the tariffs that were brought in by the Trump administration. You do get a sense that maybe there is a small cooling of the antagonism towards China at the moment. Anthony Blinken was out and about last night reiterating U.S. policy on uh, China and saying their rise is kind of inevitable. And we're also going to see an interesting um, first kind of uh, month or so decision having to be made potentially by the, the um, I was going to say the Morrison government, but uh, it is no longer the Morrison government. We've got the Albanese government as we have the, uh, the Chinese majority shareholder looking to take over the balance of Coal, which would certainly be a test for Albo. And uh, maybe a chance to reset some of the relationship, which is looking a smidge better, only a smidge better. So maybe uh, trans-Treasury uh, wine estates will be looking on that with uh, with much concern both ways. Could be uh, a good sign that they could get their wine back into China, maybe. U.S. Congressional Budget Office estimates 2022 GDP at 3.1%, with inflation remaining elevated before slowing in 2023. Well, we're in May, June. which nearly 2023, isn't it? And Biden advises on a secret trip. Well, it can't be that secret if the Marcus Today team know about it. On a secret trip to Saudi Arabia, uh, may urge Riyadh to boost oil output. Interestingly, overnight as well, something I'm talking about in Henry's take, the UK government have slapped what they call a windfall tax on oil and gas companies that are making extraordinary profits at the moment. They're going to hit them with a $5 billion dollar. Sorry, £5 billion tax over the next few years on these windfall profits they're making on the back of higher oil prices. The, uh, the carrot, if you like, on, against that stick is that if the oil companies invest more money in fossil fuels, perverse, isn't it, for a country that the UK is trying to get away from fossil fuels, now they want them to invest more in fossil fuels, then that tax burden will decrease. Oil companies, obviously, Not particularly happy about being slapped with 5 billion quid's worth of extra taxes. Uh, That money will be spent on alleviating the cost of living pressures that consumers are facing. So we'll see how that pans out. All right, today in our market, what to expect? Well, obviously, we've got a, a strong day in store. One would hope, let's not hope we wimp it in front of the weekend, but 69 points up on the SPY does show that uh, there is uh, life in the old dog yet. Retail sales data for April will be released at 11.30. So that'll be interesting there. 1.4% month-on-month rise expected for April from TD Securities. NABs are going for 08 so a little bit of a divergence there. But certainly our market will be uh, bid up today. I would imagine that it will be the banks. Maybe not the resource stocks quite so much. Maybe we'll see a bit of a bounce in those industrials, which have been under a little bit of pressure especially in things like uh, the Staples, the Woolies, the West Farmers and even Endeavour got walloped yesterday on their Investor Day. So it'll be interesting to see what the brokers do come out with today. The other news today, of course, is that uh, Appen, which yesterday got a bid from the Canadians. They're a capricious lot, these Canadians, aren't they? Tell us uh, has uh, obviously told us or rather than tell us that they pulled out of the bid already. So yesterday they were on non-conditional Uh, well, highly conditional, in fact, it turned out to be really conditional, um, basically one day, uh, that uh, they have pulled out of that bid. That was enough to get Appen rocking and rolling yesterday, but I suspect Appen will be hit today. Maybe not by quite the same amount. Maybe TELUS is playing games, although you would have to wonder. But we have seen this before from uh, private equity and overseas bidders in terms of the Brambles bid that was and then wasn't. So, um, interesting moves there. We've got US consumers still largely expect current inflationary shock to be temporary and price gains to be low and stable. Well, good luck with that. Uh, in the European market, Stocks50 was up uh, 1.7%, FTSE up 06 Cax CACs up 1.8% and DAX up 1.6%. The FTSE is pretty much oil and mining uh, centric, so uh, that may explain why that was not quite so good given the um, the moves from uh, the UK government against uh, some of those oil companies. Uh, the 10-year yield in the US 2.74%, Australia 3.2%, and Germany 099 We have seen that US 10-year come f- off from above 3% to now 2.74. And the Australian rate down from 3.5 to 3.2%. So certainly some fears that recession rather than the inflation is in the ascendancy. <coughs> Excuse me. Bank of America says the market is still pricing the Fed to reach a terminal at or above 3% by mid-2023, which is the scenario incorporated in our most recent rates forecast. Here's a nasty thing, and it's going to be more of this in Henry's Take. Today, East Coast power bills are rising by up to 18% from July the 1st. The New South Wales government has decided that they will give uh, some people uh, that are eligible a $400 cashback to... Um, alleviate some of these fuel prices, but certainly uh, there's going to be a bit of a shock. This comes only a few days after the federal election. It was due to be announced last week, but it was delayed by the election. Qantas is trimming its flights, domestically at least, as fuel prices rise. They were at about 109% of capacity and are now going to trim it back to around 103%. CBA, Commonwealth Bank, is forecasting Q1 GDP to expand 2.6% quarter-on-quarter. And, quarter. and the Japanese and the, sorry, the Chinese miner, Yang Kuang, is looking to take out Yancol, which will be a test for the new government. And in the uranium and solar ETF market, we are going to get a couple of new ETFs. We haven't got a uranium ETF in Australia, and we certainly haven't got a solar ETF. They are going to be hitting the market through beta shares, and for those that are interested in the uranium sector, I did a great interview with a gentleman by the name of Greg Hall from Alligator Energy. I failed miserably to make any jokes about make it snappy, etc., uh, on that one. But it's a really good interview, not just about alligator, but more importantly, I guess, for those interested in uranium, about the sector in general, the price rises, uh, what it takes to uh, get into production and some of the driving forces behind some of these new small nuclear power stations with new technology that's coming in, uh, which is making things safer uh, for the industry. So I'd urge you to have a look at that, or have a listen to that rather. That's uh, being released, I've actually released that this morning. So uh, have a listen to that today or over the weekend. Question of the day today, what is the best hedge in market downturns? We've seen a big market sell-off, especially in the US, especially in the US tech stocks, I did see uh, one uh, commentator yesterday say uh, he was um, surprised not that the valuation of Twitter had fallen by X billion dollars, but that actually the valuation of Twitter was still uh, this amount of dollars. Actually, it wasn't Twitter he was talking about. It was Snap. Uh, so, um, yes, interesting how these valuations have changed in the US market. But what for you has been or is the best hedge in market downturns of course, Bitcoin was one that was promoted heavily as some sort of uh, hedge but it turns out it's really just another tech stock in crypto and uh, gold has not really done what it's supposed to do either so what is the best hedge in market downturns cash is not the answer there but uh, be interested to hear your thoughts and theories on that one but that's it from me today thanks very much for listening you can head on over to the Marcus today facebook discussion group we'd love to have your thoughts ideas and insights over there as usual it's a fantastic group three and a half thousand members helping members and if you're listening to this on a podcast you can head on over to the strategy podcast which is our on which is our morning meeting uh, fly on the wall kind of podcast that we release every day around uh, midday and the on the desk podcast with the team in melbourne that talk about all things financial and my on the couch podcast which as i said this week is greg hall the ceo of alligator energy which has two projects Or two major projects in the uranium sector uh, in Samphire in the South Australian uh, Air Peninsula and also up in uh, Alligator River in the Northern Territory. So interesting chat today uh, with Greg. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great weekend and may the trading gods be with you. (coughs)